Everyone ready? Just say aye. <laughs> Amen. Something. We, we, we require some feedback. You know, this is kind of tough. So I want to hear some amens, and that's a good word, Daniel. Yeah. Stuff like that. That would uh, just encourage us a little, a little, <laughs> a little bit as we uh, share with uh, of a, with the phone. Yeah. Noah, this week, you know, of course, um, coronavirus has kind of been dominating every breath of every person of everything in life, whether you're out on the streets and not supposed to be, or in the bathroom trying to use some toilet paper, you're, you're thinking about the coronavirus <laughs> these days. Or not using it. Um, and it was interesting because, and I kind of wanted to share this with everyone today, I mean, it, it's pretty relevant to what we're going to be talking about, but when the coronavirus was first kind of becoming a concern for the U.S., I felt very strongly that the Lord is showing me that this was just a distraction. And I didn't quite understand what type of distraction it was, except that, that often we see that the enemy kind of distract us from what God is doing. And so a lot of times I'll feel an attack from the enemy or um, I'll start, I'll, I'll hear a lie, um, something, and and I realize, you know, and sometimes I realize sooner than others, but that that is the enemy distracting me from the goodness of God and what God has promised me over my life. And I, I think that, and I, I actually, I know this, I know that the coronavirus is just one of those distractions. It's just really, really big, and it's affecting the world. And so... Um, today, we, we really want to just talk about, you know, God's promises, you know, God's promises for you individually, but God's promises for all of creation, because as the enemy is trying to do what he's doing, we need to remember who we are and who our God is and what his promises for us are. Yeah. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, I think... You know, our heart is to share a promise of God and then also share a testimony, our own personal testimony of how we've seen God show up in that way. And so the cool thing about a testimony is that when we share a testimony, it's not just us sharing our own experience, but we're sharing the nature of God. And so what God does for us, he also wants to do for you. And so if one of these things just like touches your heart and you're like, oh, I've never discovered God in that way, or I would like to know God more so in that way, you can actually take that testimony at, to the bank and say, God, I want to experience you in this way because God says he's no respecter of person. And so what he'll do for Jayla, what he'll do for me, what he'll do for Daniel, what he'll do for anyone in the world, he'll also do for you uh, because that's who he is. So I am ready for some good news because there's a lot of bad news in the world right now and it's super important that we hear what god has to say so yeah um why don't we open up in prayer yeah yeah we should do that that's a good idea so before us. we dive in let's just pray um and just prepare our hearts to receive whatever god has for us oh. so jesus we just love you so much holy spirit we thank you that you know no limits you know you are not restricted by time or space, mm. and there's nothing in this world that can limit you. Right. And there's nothing in this world that can separate us from your love. So, God, I just ask that right now, 
wherever everybody is at, in their homes, in their living rooms, in their bedrooms, wherever they're at, that Holy Spirit, you would just be there with them, that they would tangibly feel your presence and that their hearts would be open to receive. And God, I ask that you would heighten our ears to hear your voice, that we would feel so close to you and that we would draw near to you in this time, that we would really, really learn to hear your voice so well. We open up our hearts to you. We open up our ears to you. God, we're just so excited to hear whatever that you have for us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, one one promise that I, I would love to just share, and, and and I preached about Caleb probably a few weeks ago, but in a time like this, I think it's it's super it's super relevant and, and important to kind of look at some promises that God fulfilled um, within the Bible. You know, because sometimes we look at the promises that He has, and it seems so impossible to us. But we have to remember that, that there's times in the Bible that people saw those promises as impossible too. And so I want to talk about Caleb. Caleb Caleb was this guy, and he's a guy that like I strive to be like, you know, because God talks about the spirit of Caleb. And, and I'll get into that. But basically, um, the Israelites, they, they were delivered out of slavery. Um, you know, God delivered them. He, he he brought them out of slavery. They crossed the sea. They they were already receiving like a daily miracle from God, where they were getting manna and quail every day. They they received water from a rock, and God God tells tells Moses send send men into this land to spy it out. So going back to Numbers thirteen two, um, this is where where God tells Moses send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. Um, this, is a, this, is, this is the land that God's promising them. This is the land that, that they talk about being um, um, flowing with milk and honey. This is, this, is the, this is actually the land that, if you go back before the Israelites were um, delivered out of slavery, that this is the land that God promised Moses before they even ventured into this whole um, rescue of the Israelites. But what's interesting is so so God so so Moses sent twelve, um, two of which were Caleb and um, Joshua, Joshua I think, Joshua, and um, when they came back, so so they went and they they spent time and, and they saw this beautiful land, they saw their promised land, they saw how good it was, they 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 said it flowed with milk and honey, everything was beautiful, but there was giants living in their promised land. So when they came back, 10 of them reported back and said, we can't go there. There's giants, they'll crush us. Um, and Caleb, Caleb was like, no, this is what God is giving us. This is our promised land. We have God. We, we just need to go take it. You know, that was, that was Caleb's mindset was, was this is our promise. But the ten, 10 refused, and they actually riled up the Israelites, and, and they even got to a point where they're like, hey, let's elect a new captain, right? Let's elect a new captain who will bring us back to Egypt where we can be slaves again. And, and so in a time like this, we have our promised land, and, and as we're looking at our promises, sometimes it looks crazy, and it looks like we have giants like the coronavirus and like the economy and there's 
There's things that hold us back, but God fulfills his promises. You know, later on, you know, God, God does, does 45 years later, does give Caleb his promised land. Um, it, f- it gave the Israelites, everyone, the promised land. It flowed with milk and honey. It was their promised land and, and everything was good. But, but we, we get to choose, you know, we get to choose, you know, in that case, um, what spirit we have. Do we have the spirit of Caleb who holds true to God's promises the spirit of Caleb who says, this is what God said. Yeah. This is what we need to step into. Because yeah. a lot of times it's about us stepping into our promises. Yeah, it's really good. Do you guys have anything that, that you want to share in your life that, you know, where, where you stepped into one of God's promises? Yeah. Do you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, well, just something that I was thinking about as Daniel was sharing Um, Just for like some of you guys specifically, I feel like some of you have dreams and promises in your heart and destinies over your life that God has given you. And it's like, it looks like this virus is just screwing everything up. But it's like, like he was saying, like when God gives us a promise, God is a man of his word and we can trust that no matter what we go through, it's not forever and there's something waiting for us on the other side. And we get to be like Caleb and Joshua who hold on to the promises because God is a true, honest God and not be overwhelmed by our circumstances, but know that it doesn't matter what we go through, it's not over because maybe our promise hasn't been fulfilled yet. And I specifically feel like maybe there's some of you guys, um, especially business owners or people, um, some of you who have tried to start your own businesses and this coronavirus is just maybe scaring you a little bit, making you feel a little bit uneasy. But I want to remind you guys to trust in God's promise. Specifically feel that for anybody who owns businesses and anybody who has a dream who might be affected by this, that know um, you can trust God. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Um, Yeah, and I just, I want to set the expectation and the faith. Um, We had a prayer meeting Friday, and uh, Daniel had a, gotten a word of knowledge about someone's neck and we're on zoom which is like uh, facebook live but a little bit different and so anyways there was someone on the prayer meeting who had a neck issue and we prayed and they were completely healed so i just want to i just want to let you guys know as we're sharing like i really do feel like this isn't just like a cool little thing on facebook like there's actually power in yeah. uh, in god's word and his promises um, and one thing that I've been specifically feeling is the promise during this time um, of God saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, that's like my favorite promise because um, when I realize that God will never leave me and forsake me, he's always with me. And then also in Romans eight thirty nine, it says, um, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the beautiful thing about that is God will never leave us or forsake us, and His love will follow us wherever we go. So if you're home alone and you're like, man, I'm so isolated from people, I'm so disconnected, I feel no purpose, no value. Well, I just want to let you know that God is actually with you in your home and his presence is with you and his love will never leave you. And um, I know one time in my life, um, a big portion of my, t- uh, or a big turning point in my life was uh, when I was uh, 
out in Florida with some friends and uh, we were at the beach and people were like kind of going out and drinking and I was like in this huge uh, in this huge tension because part of me wanted to go be crazy and part of me was like I know better and so I was kind of in this tension and during this time I was really wrestling with just going crazy and being like I don't know wild and having fun and so in this tension I felt completely dead inside because it was like I was convicted that this isn't right, but my conviction wasn't necessarily because I was so close to God. My conviction was like, oh, I know that I shouldn't do this. And so because I felt like I shouldn't do this, I felt completely dead inside. And I started just like around like probably like 11 at night. I just started walking the beach and I was wrestling inside of myself. And at this point, I felt completely dead inside. Like, no life, no, like, inside of my soul, I felt completely empty. And so, anyways, I was walking over the beach, and I just looked out over the ocean, and I told God this. I made God an ultimatum. And I said, God, either you become more real to me than everything else that everybody else is doing, or I'm going to do what they do. And as I said that, no joke, I felt 100% dead inside. I f did not feel God. I did not feel life inside of me. I felt like I had no life inside of me. As I said that, I looked over the ocean and I felt the love of God. Literally, it was like I was completely empty and the love of God completely filled me. So much so <laughs> that at 11 o'clock at night, I there's people walking beside me. <laughs> and I'm literally jumping up and down freaking out on the beach like oh my god oh my god <laughs> when it literally a second ago I felt no life inside of me and all of a sudden I felt like God infused me with his love infused me with his presence and I was jumping up and down going wild and going crazy because all of a sudden I felt this love like I'd never felt before and it completely filled every part of my being and people were literally thinking I was like I mean, I looked insane. I, I really did look insane. <laughs> and people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, I just look at them, and I really did not care what anyone thought about, which was funny because literally the whole time I cared what everyone thought of me. And in that moment, I felt his love so strongly that I couldn't care what the world thought of me. And I was like, God's real. He loves me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just start freaking out. And it completely changed my whole perspective and I realized in that moment, literally, that God never leaves me or forsakes me. And, and I just want to declare that over you. Um, yeah. Maybe you don't know God. Maybe you haven't experienced his love in that way. And I just feel, and, and I even want to pray for you that you would experience that love. Mm -hmm. And if you've never felt the love of God, if you've never felt his presence, if you've never felt him like his promise says, he'll never leave you or forsake you and that his love is, is bigger than anything that you've ever experienced in life. If you've never experienced that, I just want to pray that over you. And maybe you don't know God. And I just want to encourage you. All you have to say is, God, I need to know you and I want you. And so I'm going to just pray for you. So if that's you, just put your hand on your heart. Mm. Father, I just thank you right now. If anyone's yeah. feeling alone, if anyone's feeling like they have no life inside of them, like they're dead inside. God, I thank you that your word says your love is better than life. 
And so, Father, I pray right now that you would infuse people with your presence, your love, that they would realize that even if they're all alone, <laughs> that you're with them. And, and when you're with us, everything changes. Everything in our world completely fades away. And we actually don't really care anymore what people think about us. Because <laughs> we realize what you think about us is so important. It's so amazing. Yeah. And so, Father, I just thank you right now uh, for you coming and filling people's hearts, minds, and spirits and souls that they would realize that you're with them and that you love them so much. In Jesus' name, Jesus amen. Name. Yeah, the, the, the Bible, I mean, it is full of promises and, and the knowing him and understanding him and, and is, is a big part of it. You know, I think that I spent a, a good portion of my life not even believing in God. You know, I, I, my, my heart was not open to anything other than what I saw here on earth. Yeah. Um, but... As, as, as my heart changed, and, and those of you that have known me, you know, there's probably people watching this right now that have known me my whole life. And, you know, just uh, on Friday, I had a guy tell me, hey, Daniel, what happened to you? Because you're, you're not the same person as you were before. But I, what I realized was what I knew before um, really became lies. And, and what I thought was lies became truth like my whole world um, paradigm switched on me and, and part of that is you start seeing God's promises fulfilled in your life yeah. and you and it, it changes the way you see life you know it's uh, it's interesting because we look at something like what's going on right now and and it looks like um, destruction and it looks like fear and it looks like anxiety but but i see it as as an opportunity for the church for an opportunity for people to turn their hearts towards god because no matter how good you think your life was before living in god's promise is is so much better you know it's you go back to the israelites and actually thinking like maybe we should go back into slavery and to us, that sounds crazy because we think of slavery in, in our own terms, as slavery as we know it. But that was their whole culture. That was the way that they knew life. It, 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 it's, not, it's not what we think of slavery here you know, in the West or, or how it used to be. But, but often, you know, we, we get to make a choice. We get to have a spirit like Caleb and say, I'm going to step into God's promise because this is what God is promising me, not just in word, but in experience, right? Because we believe in God and we believe in his, his promises because we've experienced him in a real way. Yeah. But so often, sometimes it's easier to just kind of retreat back to the culture and society that we know, yeah. you know, and, and, and we might feel like we've been living free in the West, even before the coronavirus, right? We... We live free. We get to do this and we get to do that. But, but I, I, I would actually ask you to to seek your heart and just kind of look at your life before this. You know, analyze where you were and, and see. It, does that look like freedom? Does that look like your promised land? Could there be more to life than that? You know, could there be more to life than working a nine to five job 
and and busting your tail to to make money to buy a bunch of things to go in debt to wake up the next day to work your tail off i mean i would actually i would actually argue that that's that's a form of, of slavery in itself and and yeah. it's interesting because i don't think god i don't think the coronavirus god started the coronavirus it's not it doesn't line up with his promises that we read in the new testament but what i realize is we we kind of are being freed from this type of slavery and we're going to have a choice you know to either step into god's promises or retreat back to slavery where we were before yeah 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 no that's really good it's interesting because it's like you don't know what you haven't tasted like for instance the the israelites they didn't know a different world than Egypt until they got into the wilderness. Right. And it's like God wanted them to taste of a new reality so that they could transition from where they used to be to where he was calling them to be. And a lot of times we're so used to, um, we're so used to what, we're, what our normal is right. until God changes our normal. But he changes our normal not so that we'll go back, but so that we'll go into the next thing that he has for us. And what's interesting to me is, is, you know, I've really been looking at um, some of his promises. And w one of the things that I've been really looking at is that, one, God is not saving us from the world. God already saved us. Yeah. And so the truth of that is, is I read this um, story about the scientist. And basically he put these rats within a bucket and they were supposed to swim, and he would see how long they lasted before they drowned. Well, essentially, the rats um, that swam, they only lasted a couple minutes. But then he did a second test, and he put different rats in a bucket, and he'd let them swim, and about the same time, they would start to drown, but he'd rescue them. And then when he rescued them, um, he would then put them back in the water, and they would, sw they would swim so much longer than they did in the beginning because they had hope. And so wow. what I want to say with that is I feel like a lot of times um, as Christians, we've almost been trying to survive. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me because Jesus said in the Bible that he overcame the world. And he yeah. says, in the world you'll have trial and tribulations, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And so the reality is, is we're not actually rats put in this world trying to make it till Jesus returns. Right. Jesus actually already defeated the world, the darkness, and now he says, hey guys, I don't want you to be a rat anymore in the rat race trying to survive. I want you to be my sons and daughters, and I want you to go spread my glory throughout the whole earth. Yeah which totally changes our perspective on life and totally changes our perspective in a trial and a tribulation because it's not like we're trying to get through. Like right. it's not like we're trying to survive. What we're actually uh, put in a trial and, and tribulation is so that we can look like Jesus in the midst of the fire, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they went into the fire, what did the world realize? They realized that in the fire there was a fourth man with them. And I just want to say Jesus is with you and he lives inside of you. And therefore, the Bible says he's made you more than a conqueror so that in this time you can look like Jesus and not look like you're surviving. Yeah, that's good. That's good. 
really good. Sorry, I'm preaching. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, so when we talked about thinking about a promise um, that God has given us in his word and how we've seen it come to life in our own lives, I've thought about um, there's a God speaks to his people in Ezekiel, and he basically, there's a, this huge long word, and then in one part of the word he says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to take out your stony heart, and I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. And that's something that I've seen in my own life, and I think it's really important for us right now in this time that whether we're in a worldwide crisis or whether we just go through rough everyday things that life throws at you, there is a temptation of believers to um, harden our hearts to the hard things that we go through. And um, I, it's a huge conviction of mine, and it's a command in the Bible that we keep our hearts soft and that we guard our hearts and we steward our hearts so that we can hear God clearly and we can be an accurate representation of Jesus on this earth. Yeah. So what does that look like? It looks like um, the opportunity to harden our hearts comes when you face something difficult and maybe you don't want to feel scared, you don't want to feel pain or disappointment, so instead of feeling those things, you get hard and rigid, and you kind of close off your heart to any form of feeling. But unfortunately, when we do that, we also close our hearts off to love and joy and peace, and essentially hearing God's voice and receiving from His Spirit, because we can't just cut off and we can't just become hard to hard feelings, but we get, when we do that, we become hard to good feelings as well and good experiences that God wants to give us. So in my own life, there's been different times that I've gone through really hard things and really painful things and scary things. And at one point in my life, I did harden my heart to, mm-hmm. in a way, protect myself and protect my emotional well-being and relational well-being. Like, didn't want people to hurt me, and I didn't want the disappointment or the rough things to hurt me. And in doing that, it was just like really numbing and cut off all joy from my life and all joy from relationships and joy in my relationship with God. And um, it took time, but I realized that God was slowly showing me how safe he was, and he took out my stony heart, and he gave me a heart of flesh. And um, Michael can even testify to this because when we first started dating, I was so hard and rigid. And I remember there was one time he was showing me, this was like on one of our first um, like real dates, he tried to hold my hand. And I was even so uncomfortable with even something like that that I was just kind of like, yeah. Even though I liked him, I was still, I was so hard in my heart and so cautious with anybody who wanted to have access to my heart. I didn't give people access to my heart. I didn't give God access to my heart. And it was reflected even in my body language with a guy who I really liked. And um, it took time, but Jesus slowly removed all those walls and he did give me a soft heart. And now I am probably a little too emotional, but I experienced so much fullness of joy and so much love and peace. And I don't run from those scary feelings anymore. I welcome God in those feelings. And I actually just heard um, somebody the other day share that what it actually meant to lament what we see David do in the Psalms so often is come to God with the realness and authenticity of what's going on in his heart. Like, God, all these people have to get me, or I'm scared because of this, or I'm naked, I'm hungry, I'm afraid, blah, 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 blah. 
but I know you're good, but I know you're close, but I know you work all things out for our good. So faith isn't trying to pretend like we're good and nothing's going on. Faith is saying like, yeah, God, this storm feels crazy, but I trust you. And I know that you've promised me all things will work out for my good. Very good. And so right now I would encourage any of you guys, like, if you're feeling scared or maybe you're stuck in your house with your family and it's bringing up some really challenging stuff that and bringing up things that you didn't know were in your heart, like maybe anger, frustration, like whatever it is, or triggering stuff from your childhood. Like I'm, heart health is such an important thing. It's the core of who we are. It is the place from our entire life springs from. Prote- guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. Um, I would encourage you guys to retreat and get alone with God in this time and just ask him, like, where did these feelings start? Who do I need to forgive? Um, God, I'm scared, but I know you're good. Yeah, Be real yeah. with him. That's that's the birth birthing place of intimacy. And I think that we're in such a beautiful time right now where we're kind of forced to face what's really going on in our hearts or connect with those who are close close to us and really grow in our heart health. And that when we come out of this whole situation, we can actually be so much more beautiful than we went when we went in. Yeah. I think that, uh, like, for mm-hmm. instance, Jayla, she talks about our relationship. And when I first met Jayla, and I think anyone can to attest to this, uh, that she was like, I never want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> and what really she was saying is, I never want to get hurt again by a man. And mm-hmm. so... I think what a lot of times, um, what a lot of times happens is that we say we don't want to get our hopes up because we're so afraid to experience pain again, and a lot of times we have a hard time trusting God and letting Him in have access to places because we're afraid that God is like other people that we've been hurt by, yeah. and that He'll come and take advantage of those places and we'll end up experiencing more pain then we will experience love. And the truth is, is that when Jayla gave her trust and hope in God, all of a sudden God made her feel safe in that place Mm -hmm. so that she could experience life where she experienced pain. And it's so crazy Mm because the the world says don't get your hopes up, but the Bible says to get your hopes up. And so during this time, you might be like thinking worst case scenario. What is the worst case that's going to happen? And you're living from that place. But that's not the way we're supposed to live as Christians. We're supposed to live with our hopes up high. And it says, love hopes all things, believes all things. Um, And I can't remember, remember the rest. But it's important that in this time that we don't, we're not thinking worst case scenario. We're thinking how we can partner with God to see, um, to see hope restored in our lives. And when we do run into areas where we're like, dang, I feel pain in that place. Like Jayla's saying, we don't run from it because that's actually an opportunity to encounter God and for him to be something to you that he's never been before. That's good. I like how you talked about partnering with God. You know, it's, we, 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 we often forget, you know, Jesus came and he declared the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? Yeah. And and he was standing in front of them, and and he was he was preaching the good news in that that the kingdom of heaven is here. You know, Jesus came to establish his kingdom on earth. He was king. You know, he was the the 
Jewish promise. He was he was the one that was promised um, in all the Old Testament by the Old Testament prophets, and that's who he, they were looking for. He just came in a different way, you know. And and so sometimes our promises don't look like the way we expect them. But he he came and he he came to establish his kingdom. He and he proclaimed the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he performed miracles, signs, and wonders, and he, and he was accessing heaven on earth. And then he commissioned us to do the same. He commissioned us to proclaim the kingdom of heaven, you know? And, yeah. and so part of our promise is, and something that we, we all need to step into, especially those believers out there that are just kind of sitting back and waiting for God to do something, is know that God has commissioned us you know, to bring heaven, to partner with him, you know, he's commissioned us to be part of bringing heaven on earth. You know, one of my favorite scholars says, it's N.T. Wright, he says, um, kingdom of heaven is here, but not yet, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so we get to experience part of a taste of heaven. We get to, we get to pray for the sick, you know, and, and see miracles, signs, and wonders. We get to prophesy. We get to do a lot of these things uh, where we have access to heaven, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we're, we're tasting. It's kind of cool because we're kind of tasting, just getting a little taste of what our ultimate promise is, right? And, and the reason why I know this is, yeah. you know, in Matthew, in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, Jesus tells them, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. He is, he's telling us, like, he, first he comes and proclaims the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he tells us, pray on earth as it is in heaven right that like that is that is that's what our promise is like so many times i think we get confused and we think our promise is when we die we might go to heaven but i th think well, like our promised land is actually here on earth god created the earth he said it was good and and he's asked us to partner with him he's actually commissioned us to partner with him to make all creation new again, we get to be part of it. And, you know, as N.T. Wright says, you know, kingdom now, but not yet, what that means is our fulfillment of our promise comes in Revelations, right? Where, um, you know, Revelations chapters 21 22 give us this picture of a new heaven and a new earth once again coming together, you know? And again, we're living in this, this Garden of Eden kind of, situation where we see his face um that's our promise you know and, and that's that's the promise we need to step into this is just like caleb and and the, the other spies the other 11 spies they were asked to go spy out their promised land in a sense those who believe today are those spies you know we're checking out our promised land we see tons of giants but we need to have that that spirit spirit of caleb not that we, not just simply um, believing in God or just believing in Jesus, but believing in the promises that they have for us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, it changes the game. <laughs> it does. I mean, Jesus literally told us to pray for heaven to come on earth. 
I mean, just think about how crazy that prayer is. <laughs> yeah. And so when we see a sickness and we see a virus and we see fear dominating people, well, guess what? There's no sickness in heaven. No. So we need to pray that heaven comes to earth in that area. There's no fear in heaven. Perfect love casts out fear. So we need to demonstrate the love of God so much so that people aren't in fear around us. Right. And so it totally changes our response system from running away and hiding as opposed to, all right, Jesus, you said that you want to use me to bring heaven to earth. So right. how, how do you want to do this today in my life? Which is yeah. pretty hopeful for me. <laughs> Gives you purpose when everything else is crazy. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Let me just just in conclusion, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna have a couple announcements, and Jayla's gonna lead us in some worship again. Um, but you know, it's interesting in this time where where you know we see evil all around us, and and sometimes we're just we sit back and and we're sitting on our couch and we're kind of looking at all this and thinking it's all crazy, and we're just saying God rescue us right but again like we can't think like that we need to we need god is maybe god is waiting for us to step into the promises that he has for us you know we we talked about caleb we see caleb who who is stepping into his promise in you know there's people like abraham that stepped into his promise and and many other people that you know, the Israelites actually stepped into their promise eventually, you know. And, and so it, it's, it's about us stepping into our promises and taking our promised land and looking at g- these giants like sin and sickness and fear and lies and anxiety and saying, we will conquer you because we are with God and this is what God has promised us. You know, I don't want to sit back and wait, you know. I think that sitting back and waiting is, is not what God has called us to do. But God promises heaven on earth, you know, and, and he promises us new creation. And we as believers get to be that new new creation. And if you don't believe yet, like if you, if you don't know and you kind of are listening and, and I hope you are and you think like these people sound a little bit crazy, it, we probably do because we see life differently. And when you experience God, you know, and I come back to myself, when I, my old self looking at me today, I would think I'm completely nuts. <laughs> but what I realize is the lenses that I see life through are different. You know, I, I, I know, I know my God and, and I know his promises and, and I'm, seeking that you know i'm seeking heaven on earth i'm i'm partnering with god not because i have to but because i get to because he's he's asked us to and life is so much more beautiful you know no sickness no disaster no disease no anything can change that because at the end of the day i know who my god is i know he loves me and i know what my future holds, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so good, so good. So, wow. do you want to, Michael? You want to just kind of pray this yeah. over, and then we can do announcements and worship. Totally. Unless you guys have something else <coughs> you want to add. You good? Okay. No. Awesome. 
Jesus, I just thank you that you have, um, yeah, you've put your spirit inside of us. And, and that spirit um, is the spirit that um, gives us hope, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self, uh, gentleness, and self-control. And so, Father, I just thank you that we have access to all of you today. Yeah. And, Father, I pray where maybe we're feeling a shortage or maybe we're feeling empty, I pray that you would fill us today, God. That, Jesus, you have paid the price for all of us to be in communion with you. And, Father, because we have access to you, we have access to the greatest joy, the greatest treasure of our lives, God. And, Father, I pray that you would remind us of the hope that we have in you, that you would remind us of the strength that we have in you, that you would remind us that with you we, um, we can live in the promised land. Yeah. And I thank you that the promised land is you. The promised land is your presence. The promised land is being completely connected with you. And so, Father, I pray for that right now that we would be completely connected to you in every area of our life, full of hope, full of joy, full of peace, full of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So a, a couple announcements. Um, we, did the, we did the Zoom prayer hours, um, which were awesome. You know, we, we planned one for Wednesday, and we thought um, that that would be good. Um, and then it was so good, we said, let's do it again on Friday. So we're going to come up with a couple dates um, this week. We'll do two or three, yeah. um, and we'll post that on the Dwell page. Um, yeah. If you, yeah, so just look out for that, and we'll, we'll, we'll blast it out there, and we'll try to touch base with everyone on that because it was super powerful, and people were healed on Zoom. So that, <laughs> that is awesome, and God is good, and um, we, we, we get to see each other's faces because... I miss you guys. You know, yeah. I think we all miss you. This is this is super weird and awkward. Um, I love seeing your comments because I know that you're here with us. But um, we're we're adjusting and and we're learning how to do it different and do life different. But we know that um, in this, you know, God is going to be glorified. So. Um, Definitely connect with us on that Zoom call. It's super easy. Even someone that's not technically um, savvy, savvy can, uh, can click on the link and jump in, I think. Yeah. Or if you need help, we can walk you through how to get it set up. Also, I, I want to remind you, like, connect with other people. You know, connect with other people in the church. You know, especially, I mean, no matter what, connect. If you're struggling with things, connect with us. Let us know how we could be praying for you. Um, sometimes it just helps talking with someone else that has faith and, and being encouraged and strengthened that way. Um, but, but connect, especially with us in the church, um, your church family. Um, please, you know, I think it's important in this time to not disconnect, but to be more purposeful about connecting. Um, but also connect with your neighbors and connect with your friends. And um, it's really easy to invite people to church now. All you have to click is share. <laughs> you know? And so um, there's, there's a lot of people that, I mean, we all struggle. Like I, I'm having, I have moments of struggle in all this, even with my faith. You know, it's, we live in a very confusing time. And we were talking earlier and we said, you know, this is probably 
the most confusion on earth at the same time as there ever has been. And so with that, we need to be ready to, to call each other and strengthen each other and encourage each other and build each other up and call each other when we need to be strengthened and encouraged and built up. So, so please touch base. Call us. You know, if you don't have our numbers, hit us up on, on Facebook. We'll give you our numbers. Um, I think I know... I think we know most everyone's, but um, connect with us. We're, we're, we're totally open for anyone. Even if you don't go to our church, connect with us. You know, we, we love to talk um, and, and just really connect and, and be here for you guys in prayer and um, kind of go after what you guys are needing and, and, you know, even cry with you guys if you need someone to cry with, you know. And so any other announcements? No. Jayla, you want to worship? Let's do it. All right, we're going to do some worship. <clears throat> bless you all. Yes, bless you. <laughs> Can we give it a... <laughs> yeah, give a hand up for Jayla. <laughs> Yay, Jayla.
Use in the darkness running out of an empty grave, seated alone in glory, enthroned on the highest praise. Use in the darkness running out of an empty grave, seated alone in glory, enthroned on the highest praise. Use in the darkness running. Out of an empty grave, seated alone in glory, and thrown on the highest praise. You reign above it all, you reign above it all, and over the universe, and over every heart, there is no higher name. Jesus, you reign above it all, and let all of heaven and the earth erupt with song. And sing hallelujah to the everlasting one, there is no higher name. Jesus, you reign above it all. Every 
song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Cause holy, there is no one like you There is none beside you Open up my And you alone And I
of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Alright you guys, we love you May the peace of God be with you today. I pray that you encounter God on a new level. I pray that we, we together become bold to step into the promises he has for us. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. And if you haven't already, like us on Facebook. That way we stay connected. Reach out to your neighbor. Reach out to a friend, reach out to us. Um, let's, let's be purposeful about staying connected and being encouraged. Thank you. We love you.